Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Mishpatim. According to the Chinuch, Parshas Mishpatim contains 53 mitzvos, 23 positive, and 30 restrictions. In addition, whoa, tomorrow we have the privilege of taking out two Sifrei Torah, it is the first of the four special Shabbatot and Kriyas HaTorah that we have in conjunction with the month of Adar. Wow. Now let's understand. What is Parshas Shkolim all about? We as Jewish people don't only remember the past, but we do our best to relive the past. And therefore, when we had the two Bate Mikdash, and please God, we will have the third base on Mikdash. We know that there were communal korbanos. Every single day, without exception, there was the korban Tomid that was brought in the base on Mikdash. Tomid means constant, regular, and therefore, these Korbanos were paid for not by any one individual. Communal korbanos were paid for by the nation. The entire nation participated in the process. And how did that happen? Not by any one individual giving more or giving less, but rather, as we read in the beginning of Parshas Kisisa, that each person was to give a machzis hashekel, a half a shekel, and these monies had to be in by Rosh Chodesh Nisan. For starting with Rosh Chodesh Nisan, the korbanos, and these include not just the korban tamid, but all the korbanos musaf that we bring on Rosh Chodesh, this coming Tuesday and Wednesday is Rosh Chodesh Ador and Korbanos Musaf brought on Shabbos and Yom Tov all came from the communal funds. The funds had to be in by Rosh Chodesh Nisan and therefore to remind the people that they should get their monies in we read on the Shabbos before Rosh Chodesh Ador, the parsha of Machzis HaShekel, not only reminding us that each Jew is like a half a shekel and requiring the other half from other Jews, that we complement one another, the half and the half make a whole, and I realize that I cannot do it myself. But if you ask me, this represents the optimism of the Jew. We never fail to take advantage of reminding ourselves what our glorious past was when we had a base on Migdash and Amir Tzashem preparing us for the third base amigdash that please God will be privileged to have Bimheira Biamenu. Now 
a lot to talk about in Parshas Mishpatim. The probably most important singular letter in Parshas Mishpatim is the very first letter, the Vav, whereby we are taught that with the Vav we are continuing where we left off last week. And just as in Parshas Yisro, Rashi teaches us the important point that it was absolutely clear that the Ten Commandments that the Jewish nation received at Sinai came from Hashem. It was directly from God to the Jewish people. So too, the Mishpatim, the civil laws that we have, in enumerated in Parshas Mishpatim are from Hashem as well. Now I'd like to explain that in two ways. What does that mean that the laws are from Hashem? Number one, to show that Hashem participates in the judicial process. What an incredible idea. So that, for example, the beginning of the parsha, which talks about the laws of Eved Ivri, whereby, and just be aware of this, it is almost no question utopian in nature. In our society, a person steals, he cannot, he doesn't have the means to pay back, and perhaps even if he has the means to pay back, he's going to go to jail. In Yadus, we recognize that sending him to jail is not going to rehabilitate him. And moreover, the Nignav, the one from whom he stole, is not going to get his money. And therefore, what the Torah prescribes is the ideal that the individual is going to be rehabilitated how by another jew quote purchasing which means really inviting him into his home for a period of six years the money that he lays out to quote purchase this thief is going to go to the victim of the one he stole, so he gets his money back. The thief is going to live for six years in the home of the Jew. He's going to see a beautiful lifestyle. He's going to become rehabilitated. It's a win-win situation. Yes, the one that invested in him will get his money back because whatever working he does during that six years, the money that he receives by either or, driving a taxi, giving haircuts, whatever he might do, will go to the Jew who, quote, purchased him. Now, so first of all, it, it's such a wonderful concept, which not only the Torah could come up with, but now let's go beyond. Should the Eved Ivri decide to stay on after the six years, the Torah tells us that the owner brings him to 
the court and how there we know that the ear of the Eved is pierced and he stays on till Yovil. How does the Torah call the court? Vigishol Adonav, beginning of the parasha, Pasuk 6, Elo, Elo, now it's pronounced Elohim, and what does it mean? Rashi tells you it refers to Bezdin, and Bezdin is called Elohim in several places in this week's parasha, which is God's name of Din, Elohim. But Ra- the Ramban says much, wow, that the reason why the term Elohim is used is because, and I quote the Ramban, Lermos, Ki Elohim Imohem Bidvar HaMishpat, because God is involved in the judicial process, and therefore, not only does he assist the judges, but the influence of God is found in the judicial process, which is an incredible concept. You find this as well later on in the parsha, in chapter 23, Pasuk 7, whereby the Torah says, You'll take a look at the Rashi. This is chapter 23, Pasuk 7. I don't have the time to go into it, but you see as well, clearly, God being involved in the judicial process. But I'd like to explain it a little bit beyond. That whereas in society in general, What is the purpose of law? The purpose of law is to, quote, maintain law and order. What does that mean? Good fences make good neighbors is the pretty much philosophy of the land, meaning you don't harm me, I don't harm you, and should we harm one another, we have to pay for doing just that. However, in Yatus, the Mishpatim refine the character of man. What an incredible idea. And this is because Hashem is involved in the judicial process, and as a result, we come to emulate Hashem. As He, so too we. Now, as he is Rachum the Chanun, kind, merciful, the ideal of Jewish law is not only to maintain, quote, law and order, but to transform our character, to make us into better people. And therefore, if you take a look at the puzzle, of Imkesef Talve Es Ami, whereby the Torah teaches the important principle that if a Jew lends another 
Jew money. So the Torah teaches, that you're not to charge interest. We're not talking about investing in the other person's business. There, with the head to Iska, one can charge interest. You become a partner. We're talking about a personal loan one to another. One is not to charge interest. Note, this is chapter 22, Pasuk 24. Im kesef esami. The word im, aleph, mem, reads if. Now the word if, as we know, means if you lend, as if to say you have a choice. Namely, that if you want to lend, lend. If you don't want to lend, don't. You have a choice. However, we know that this is, as Rashi quotes the Mechilta and teaches in the name of Rabbi Yishmael, that whereas throughout the Torah, the word im means reshus, which means you have a choice, as we just pointed out, here it's not so. Here, if I have the money, I have to lend. So why does the Torah use the term if, if it means when, as indeed translated by Artsko, when you lend, meaning you have to lend, don't charge interest. So the Ksav Sofer says so beautifully on this, and says as follows, a Jew should not lend money to another one, I, because I have to, because the Torah mandates that I'm there for the next one. No, a Jew should lend money to his neighbor who's in need because he feels the pain, the plight of the next one. Because he's going to respond, explains the Ksav Sofer, more generously and going to have a greater sense of compassion if he's doing it because he wants to and not doing it because he has to. What an incredible idea. The bottom line is, might be the same, that you're lending the person money, but in the process, what the Torah is doing is refining your character. The Torah is transforming you into a giver, that you are a person who is sensitive, you're a person who is caring, and this is part and parcel of the very fabric of Jewish law, so that when we say, as we began, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu participates in the judicial process, it means, number one, literally, he will implement the law if because of a quote technicality the law cannot be implemented Hashem will complete the process but more than that his character is emblazoned in the law and by our fulfilling Jewish law we thank God can absorb and do absorb the 611th mitzvah of emulating 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and following his ways, and therefore how proud we should be of Jewish law, that this refines us and makes us into better people. Wow. Shabbat Shalom to all.